0: Alrighty. That's something that's been on my heart for a few weeks. Praise the Lord. Alright, let's get started. And this is going to be, uh, let me just turn to it. Today we're going to study a topic that might be a little controversial to people. I see some reactions already. Amen. I see some raised eyebrows and quite frankly if I discussed this topic with some people they would attack me because certain people you just don't attack. But that kind of makes you question why are you so defensive of certain individuals? Amen. Unless they've been elevated to godhood. So today we're going to talk about the gospel of Jay-Z and Beyoncé. Ouch. Praise the Lord. The gospel In quotes, because it's not a true gospel, but the gospel of Jay-Z and Beyonce. Amen? Very, very popular. Top of their game. As a matter of fact, quite frankly, I've heard some of their music and don't have anything against them as human beings. But uh, as we're going to see, there's certain things that are problematic. Amen. And when you see the type of attacks that come against anybody that dares to criticize you, it does make you wonder how they view them. Amen? Maybe they are more than mere mortals to them. Maybe people are bending their knee to them. And here's the thing. I'm not so much attacking them as in the fact that they're at the top of their game, and there's a lot of artists that are inspired and motivated by them that are now p- patterning themselves after, their own, after them so that they get elevate to the top. So even though I'm calling it the gospel of Jay-Z and Beyonce, it's not just them. It's pretty much the music industry in general. However, one of the reasons I'm also giving them is that they've, they're having a worldwide tour right now that specific things are happening that relate to them. And I'm going to give you an illustration as to what I mean and why we can call this a quote, quote, gospel. Amen? So let's go over to Galatians chapter 1, verses 6 through 9. And. You know Whether you have teenagers in your family or you're a person that listens to the music or you know somebody that listens to the music, I'm sure we all do, I really want to get across some of the principles as it relates to the Word of God so that we can speak to other people with clarity. Amen? Because when you first say something, they're going to look at you the way some of you looked at me. Like, you know, are you crazy? Serious? Or some people may be like, huh? How dare you? Amen? So anyway, let's go to Galatians chapter 1, verses 6 through 9. I marvel that you are so soon removed from him that called you into the grace of Christ unto another gospel, which is not another, but there be some that trouble you. It would pervert the gospel of Christ. But though we, or an angel from heaven, preach any other gospel unto you than that which we preached unto you, Let him be accursed. As we said before, so say I now again. If any man preach any other gospel unto you than that which you have received, let him be accursed. Hallelujah. Heavenly Father, in the precious name of Jesus, we praise and give you glory and honor, Father, for everything you're doing in our lives. We ask you, Lord, to speak into our hearts and minds, Father. Let us receive things according to the fullness of your word, hallelujah, by your Spirit... Let the truth be known, pierce through the veils of our darkness, of, the, of any unenlightenment, any darkness, hallelujah, that will come our way, any perceptions or any, uh, any false adoration, Father, that would cause our eyes and our ears to be blocked to the truth. And we thank you, Lord, that by your spirit, your word will come alive in our hearts and our minds, Father, hallelujah, to take us to the place of truth. And we praise you, Father, for these things. In the name of Jesus, we pray, amen. Hallelujah. Now, as I said... I want to note before we go further, I am not on a mission to attack the two of them. I mention them because, as I said, they are at the top of their industry. And as such, there are many up and coming artists that are using them as the inspiration for what they do. Number two, uh, the word of curse, as we see here, does not relate to me pronouncing curses over them. It's basically saying that if you preach a gospel that is contrary to what the Word of God states, you're causing yourself to fall under the position where you can be in a a curse. So I'm not cursing somebody. I'm saying instead that there's certain things that you do or you profess that put you under the umbrella of falling under that condition. Amen? Hallelujah. And many of the things I'm going to share are basically from their background but also tie into the tour that they're currently on. Now, I'm going to start off with uh, Jay-Z. And there's a song that he had from the sixth album called The Blueprint. And he used what he and Kanye West refer to as the Izzel language, I-Z-Z-L-E, the Izzel language. Snoop Dogg has done it before. You know, my shizzle my nizzle, and they put the Izzle on the end. So, (laughs) one of the things that they did in this song, The Blueprint, they had this album, the Blueprint. One, of the lead single of the song, if any of you recall, it was H to the ISO, V to the IZA. Listen to that again: H to the is V to the is H O V A, Hova. Hmm, sound familiar? Hova, short for Jehovah, or as we know from the Word of God. God himself calls himself Jehovah. Amen? And you might say, like, okay, well, what's the big deal? But let's look at some of the imagery we see associated with the H to the ISO, V to the Izza. First of all, we see the little Illuminati hand sign. And here's the thing. Not only do we see him doing that, but now you see his wife because when you become one in the flesh, you also join in the spirit. We see Beyonce a lot of times in, in, in the picture. She's doing this too. And a lot of times they'll do it and they put it over the eye, which actually goes on the back of our dollar bills. Amen. It's the triangle uh, novus ordo Secorum, new world order. And in the middle of it is an all-seeing eye. Look at the hands. <laughs> Illuminati. And not as he do that, But she does that as well so look at this on the placard with the 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 ad featuring an upcoming album or concert or something like that hova oops hova the what the god oh i'm a god and he'll actually say himself i am calling myself jehovah because i'm the god of the mcs last time i checked we shouldn't dare call ourselves a god but he refers to himself over and over again as the God of the MCs, amen? As we go further, we're going to see that it's a problem for any of us to call ourselves a God. We should never position ourselves that way. Here's the first image, though. Then we go to another one. Jehovah, the God MC, with my crown, imageries. Who wears a crown? Jesus, king of king, and lord of lords. Oh, but he decided I'm a God, and I'll put a crown on top of my head. Next one. Oh, we had a buzz phrase going around over the last couple of years. WWJD, what would Jesus do? Oh, he changed that. WWHD, what would Hova do? See, I'm a God. Now we go further. Him and his boy, his running partner, Captain Crazy himself. Jesus. I'm not just... I'm not Jesus. I'm Jesus Christ. They've had concerts where he's come out in robes with a glow around him in robes and stuff like he's Jesus. Jesus Christ. And who's he with? Jehovah. Uh-oh. And so you say this to most people, they'll throw you out because as long as somebody entertains me, I can shake my butt and be bootylicious, it's fine. But what is the essence? The, it is the spirit behind what they're saying. H to the is-o, V to the is-a, hova. And see, I get you jamming and rocking on an album. I'm calling myself hova. And you right on it. Oh, yeah, you hova. H to the is-o, V to the is-a. you just a partying, and you going along proclaiming to God God and going along with him. Why you jamming? Let's go into the Word. Isaiah 46, 8 through 10. Remember this and show yourselves, men. Bring it again to mind, O ye transgressors. Remember the former things of old. For I am God, and there is none else. I am God, and there is none like me. Declaring the end from the beginning and from ancient times, the things that are not yet done, saying, my counsel shall stand, and I will do all my pleasure. God says, I am the only God. I run the universe. There is none like me. Nobody who is worthy of proclaiming themselves as being anything more than a mortal man. Amen? But we see here that he is Jehovah, same chapter earlier up, Isaiah 46, 3-5, Hearken unto me, O house of Jacob, and all the remnant of the house of Israel, which are born by me from the belly, which are carried from the womb. And even to your old age I am he, and even to whore hairs will I carry you. I have made and I will bear, even I will carry and will deliver you. To whom will you liken me and make me equal And compare me that we may be alike. God's like, how dare anybody compare themselves to me? I'm above everything. I'm the one who causes people to come out of the womb of their mother. I'm the one that from the time they are born to the time they die governs over their life. So how dare anybody have the audacity to try to put themselves as an equal to me in any way, shape, or form? I am God. I am absolute. I am almighty. We sang that earlier today. I am the Almighty One. There's no one else like me. So why is somebody trying to compare themselves that way? And when we say, oh, once again, it's just a phrase. It's just a fad. It's just a way of advertising and marketing and all rappers brag and promote themselves. But what does God say? Matthew 12, 34 through 37. O generation of vipers, how can ye, being evil, speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaketh. A good man out of the good treasure of the heart bringeth forth good things, and an evil man out of the evil treasure bringeth forth evil things. But I say unto you that every idle word that men shall speak, they shall give account thereof in the day of judgment. For by thy words thou shalt be justified, and by thy words thou shalt be condemned. So you can't proclaim yourself a God of anything unless in your heart you think you're a God. So, it doesn't matter whether you say, I'm the God of the MCs. The very fact that you can equate yourself to being a God means there's an area of pride and hardiness and arrogance within you. And, matter of fact, insolence and defiance that you would dare place yourself in the mindset that I think I'm a God of anything. Amen? I've had people over the years, I've been very, very proficient, exceptional, expert. Multiple technologies and languages. And I've had people say from time to time, oh, if you use this programming manual try to learn a language, that's the Bible of Java or the the Bible of, of C++. No, no, no. There's only one Bible. Then I've had people look at my expertise on a personal level. Oh, you're just a God. Oh, no, I ain't. I'm a mortal man. Matter of fact, there's times I can't figure out how to to solve that code, and I pray, and God gives me the revelation. I ain't a God. I'm not even a small g God. I'm just not a God. I'm a mortal man with frailties. Amen? So the very fact that even if you're not saying I'm the God almighty of everything, just the very fact that you can say I'm the God of the MCs and then dare, knowing full well that God calls himself Jehovah, to dare say I am Jehovah and then H-O-V-A, is the height of arrogance, amen. But see, as long as he sells records, Christians are okay with that. Hey, man, that's my boy. Well, your boy might be leading you to hell. You heard some of them lyrics. I can't even listen to some of that stuff. But just in my research, he has songs that talks about his church and talking about Lucifer. See, that's the thing. You get inspired, and they might have certain things they put on the radio, but if you buy the albums, you get the full measure of what the abundance of their heart is speaking. Amen? So out of the abundance of the heart, we see arrogance. And like I say, it ventures into other areas where he is directly attempting to steal God's glory. And before you think his wife is exempt... Oh, she's so sweet. Oh, you see her like without her makeup on, and Sasha Fierce, Mo. She's so timid. She's almost like Michael Jackson. You know, he'd be on tour, he hee, legs going spinning, the king of pop. They would interview him; he could barely speak. Prince does the same thing. Ask him question. like you you're about to kill him. They're so timid. She does that thing too, too as well. But, so we might say, okay. She's fallen in line with the Illuminati signs and things like that because of her husband. However, before she married a husband, we see certain attributes that weren't right. First of all, like I said, I am not just Beyonce, which my mother gave me by name. I am Sasha Fierce. This is outside of Jay-Z. Let's not blame him here. Look at two personas. Sweet. Just so sweet. The girl next door. Gorgeous next door, but the personality, I'm just so sweet. Then look at that woman. Who is that person? Who is it? The eyes are different. Just so, such a warm and friendly smile, and that one, I'll rip your heart out, or I'll seduce you and take you astray. Two different personalities, isn't it? Or it looks that way. The word fierce means, and she named herself that. The name fierce, the word fierce means marked by extreme intensity or of emotions or convictions, inclined to react violently, violently agitated or turbulent, ruthless. She named herself that. That wasn't something somebody threw on her. Girl, you fierce. No, she said, I am Sasha Fierce. And not only that, not only did she call herself that, but she had a double album where she called it I am Sasha Fierce. However, if you didn't buy the album, which I didn't, you didn't know that not only is it I am Sasha Fierce, but it was a double album where the first CD was I am. Uh-oh. Was I am about? The great I am. I am, second part, Sasha Fierce. Two different sides saying very strong things. Almost makes you think, Like, not only do I seem to have a split personality or two personas, but the album itself had two personas. As a matter of fact, if you look at it underneath the scenes, I Am had one musical genre, whereas Sasha Fierce had a different musical genre. It was more provocative. It was more edgy. Amen? (laughs) Let's look at the word and what it says about People having different personas. Psalm twelve, one to two. To the chief musician upon Sheminith, a psalm of David. Help, Lord, for the godly man ceaseth, for the faithful fail from among the children of men. They speak vanity, every one with his neighbor, with flattering lips and with a double heart do they speak. Wait a minute, I thought a human being only had one heart, pumping blood through the body. But it says here, there's people that can flatter you with one side of their heart and exterminate you with the other side. They have a schizophrenic mindset or personality. They have different sides to themselves. They have alter egos. But unlike Clark Kent and Superman, where they're both good moral people, in this case, you could have one side that flatters you and the other side takes you out for the kill. There's people out here that have... Double hearts, in other words. That phrase, double heart, is talking about the core or center of anything, including the will, emotions, and intellect. Once again, double heart. The heart is the core or center of anything, including the will, the emotions, and the intellect. And just in case you question, like, okay, you're, you're stretching here. We're talking about, oh, she has two different people, Beyonce and the Sasha Fierce side. Here's some quotes out of her own mouth. Amen. When I see a video of myself on stage or TV, I'm like, who is that girl? That's not me. I wouldn't dare do that. She said it. I ain't making this up. So she's actually saying, I, the sweet one, when I see video of that person performing, I wouldn't do that. Who is that person? double heart. I created my stage persona to protect myself so that when I go home, I don't have to think about what it is I do. Sasha isn't me. See, I wouldn't dress half-naked and twerk and shake my butt and have myself half-naked. I would never do that. So I had to spin off an alternate psyche and spirit that is able to do that stuff without a problem. Because I could never do that. <laughs> I wouldn't like Sasha if I met her off stage. Me and her, I don't like women that act and look like her. I couldn't hang with her because I am so different from her, the two of us could never be friends. So I wouldn't like her. If I met her off stage, I wouldn't even like her. So, in a sense, she's she kind of saying, like, I wouldn't support her music. I wouldn't follow her. I wouldn't be her best friend. I wouldn't be butter. I wouldn't go to concert. I wouldn't even like her if I met her off stage. But yet, that personality spins off every time I step on the stage. Once again, this is before Jay-Z. So, let's not blame him for that. This is her. I have someone else that takes over. When it's time for me to work. And when I'm on stage, this alter ego that I've created that kind of protects me and who I really am. I have created an alter ego. Things I do when performing I would never do normally. I reveal things about myself that I wouldn't do in an interview. And here's another one. You ever hear transcendental meditation? I have out-of-body experiences on stage. If I cut my leg, if I fall, I don't even feel it. I'm so fearless, I'm not aware of my face or my body. See, that spirit has so much control of me, and I fall, and they had video clips of that. She fell, one time she got her hair caught in the fan, she just like, kept performing. You're like, how's she do it? Well, she's identifying it here. I'm out of my body. So that person is so fierce and full of strength that if she gets cut, I, Beyonce, don't even feel it. So spirit, Sasha, can keep performing. I ain't making this up. This is out of her own mouth. And once again, this is not Jay-Z makes me perform this way. Jay-Z changed my character. Jay-Z made me do it. No, this is how, who I was before we started dating. <laughs> Let's look at the words. 2 Kings 9, 26 through 37. Surely I've seen yesterday the blood of Naboth and the blood of his son, saith the Lord. I will requite thee in this plat," saith the Lord. Now therefore take and cast him into the plat of ground according to the word of the Lord. But when at Ahaziah, the king of Judah, saw this, he fled by the way of the garden house. And Jehu followed after him and said, smite him also in the chariot. And they did so at the going up to Ger, which is by Iblium. And he fled to Megiddo and died there. And his servants carried him in a chariot to Jerusalem and buried him in a sepulcher with his fathers in the city of David. And in the eleventh year of Joram, the son of Ahab became, began Ahaziah to rule reign over Judah. And when Jehu was come to Jezreel, Jezebel heard of it, and she painted her face and tired her head and looked out a window. And as Jehu entered in at the gate, she said, Had Zimri peace who slew his master? And he lifted up his face to the window and said, who is on my side? Who? And there looked out to him two or three eunuchs, and he said, throw her down. So they threw her down, and some of her blood was sprinkled on the wall and on the horses, and he trod her underfoot. And when he was coming, he did eat and drink and said, go see now this cursed woman and bury her, for she is a king's daughter. And they went to bury her, but they found no more of her than the skull and the feet and the palms of her hands. Wherefore, they came again and told him, and he said, This is the word of the Lord, which he spake by his servant Elijah the Tishbite, saying, In the portion of Jezreel said, Dogs, eat of the flesh of Jezebel. And the carcass of Jezebel shall be as dung upon the face of the field in the portion of Jezreel, so that they shall not say, This is Jezebel. So look at Jezebel. You see what she did? First of all, she was coming against God's prophets and getting them killed and Ezekiel came against the 450 prophets of Baal killed them then he fled after she threatened him for his life but one of the things that was prophesied is that the dogs are going to eat your carcass Jezebel now here's Jehu under inspiration of the Lord he's seeking out all the people that were ungodly he's killing them one by one and then he finally gets to the place where all right it's your turn Jezebel I'm coming to kill you because people even asked him in the preceding chapters, are you coming for peace? He said, "Ah, uh-uh, I'm coming here to take some people out. I'm the Terminator. So he came and he got there to the palace. He said, come on down, Jezebel. Your turn. What does she do? Jehu's on the way. Oh, shoot, he's going to kill me. But if I can paint my face, tie up my hair, and put on the right outfit and look sexy, I could save my life. Only Jehu's like, uh-uh, ain't going to work. <laughs> Big button to smile, that girl is poison. <laughs> He's like, I'm killing her. <laughs> so he killed her. <laughs> so she painted up her face, did her hair, and did what it took to allure a person away from their God-given ministry or mission. Look familiar? once again is that person that person and then that person it's almost scary the difference in the persona so she tried to use her sexuality to get the man of God to spare her life unfortunately for her He was on a mission for god that was not to be thwarted and then we see the end result is that it turned out exactly as had been prophesied that the dolls were going to eat her and when they came to get her body i mean think about that the two eunuchs like hey we're on god's side man we ain't messing with you they took her and said hey you want her you got her threw her threw her out the window she went boom, boom boom down where her body hit the wall and then when she hit the ground he took his horse and like talking about being stomped it's bad enough to have people you. he's like it said the horse he had his horse her over till she was dead then he went and had supper he's like all right i'm full let's go bury her <laughs> went back oh the dogs and ate up most of her body but she is a king's daughter let's give her enough respect to bury what's left of her so that was the end result let's go to jeremiah jeremiah 4:19 through 31 For my people is foolish, they have not known me, they are sottish children, and they have none understanding. They are wise to do evil, but to do good they have no knowledge. I beheld the earth, and lo, it was without form and void and the heavens, and they had no light. I beheld the mountains, and lo, they trembled, and all the hills moved lightly. I beheld, and lo, there was no man, and all the birds of the heavens were fled. I beheld, and lo, the fruitful place was a wilderness, and all the cities thereof were broken down at the presence of the Lord and by his fierce anger. For thus hath the Lord said, The whole land shall be desolate, yet will I not make a full end. For this shall the earth mourn, and the heavens above be black, because I have spoken it, I have purposed it, and will not repent, neither will I turn back from it. The whole city shall flee For the noise of the horsemen and bowmen, they shall go into thickets and climb upon the rocks. Every city shall be forsaken, and not a man dwell therein. And when thou art spoiled, what will thou do? Though thou clothest thyself with crimson, though thou decketh thee with ornaments of gold, though thou renteth thy face with painting, in vain shall thou make thyself fair. Thy lovers shall despise thee, they will seek thy life. For I have heard a voice as of a woman in travail and the anguish as of her child that bringeth forth her first child, the voice of the daughter of Zion that bewaileth herself, that spreadeth her hand, saying, Woe is me now, for my soul is wearied because of murderers. So we see it in the Bible. We see it with Jezebel. In his day and age, we still see it. There's times of trouble. There's times of high alert. There's times of crisis. We're seeing a lot of people scared now with all this Ebola going around. And then you've got... ISIS trying to get across actually across the border about to do terrorist attacks, and we just so busy entertaining ourselves. And you think just because somebody's coming to bring harm to you that I can just pick myself up and look good, it's going to spare my life. Your beauty is not going to mean a thing with some of the stuff that's on the horizon. Ebola don't care how pretty you are; it it cares about how good it can eat your body away until you bleed out. ISIS does not care how good you look and smell. They want to kill anyone that doesn't have their philosophy and take down the United States as a whole. Amen? So we got to stop as believers being of the mindset. And the thing that really upsets me about this, once again, it's not about the two of them. It's about the mindset of Christians that we just flock after everything and spend our money and celebrate. And we're so scared to speak up, you know, against things that are wrong. Amen? And that is exactly why this country is going down in the toilet. Because we don't stand for anything. Don't stand for anything. A boss asked me the other day, he said, oh, with Pam, you know, flying all the time, you know, how do you guys feel about, about you know, all this Ebola and especially that's in the, the, the airlines and stuff like that? I said, oh, we're not, we're not bothered by it. He's like, what do you mean? I said, we have faith, power of God. <laughs> so we have faith in the power of God. Either he's gonna keep us going every day or he's not. So we're not gonna walk around fearful about Ebola. We serve the one that can cure Ebola, amen? (laughs) So like I said, uh, the allure of things isn't gonna necessarily save you from anything. Now I told you earlier on that once again, it's not so much about the two of them as it is what they represent and what they promote. And you may still say, oh, well, he calls himself Hova, God of the Rappers, but he hasn't really tried to make himself a real God. And, oh, Sasha Fierce, that's just an a, a, a entertainment type of thing. It's not a big deal. Uh, now we're about to go into some specifics about their tour. I didn't see the tour. I didn't go to the tour, but I've read articles about the tour that I've cross-referenced. And quite frankly, when her last album came out, I saw an article that had video clips of the different ones, and you couldn't even watch the stuff. I mean, I'm talking about stuff like going on in cars and cheating and drunken sex and all, all kinds of stuff that's on her album, amen? So I can't even watch it and listen to stuff. I can just go by the articles I read and just even sometimes you bring up a video online without playing it, it has like an image, of like the thumbnail that gives you kind of like a taste of what the, what the video is gonna show. Even the thumbnail's like, I ain't watching that one because I know what the rest of the stuff's gonna entail, Amen? So anyway, you might say, okay, well, you know, they're not openly defying God and saying that we're, you know, modern-day gods. So let's go into the specifics of their tour. Amen? And the things I'm going to say now are based upon uh, what's going on in terms of choreography, the sets, the backdrops, and some of the things and professions that have been stated in the midst of this album tour. Now, here's the first one. One of the things that Jay-Z says is all I need in life, all I need in this life of sin is me and my girlfriend. Now notice. J, Jay, Jay-Z, B, Beyonce, is that an ampersand? Or is that what it looks like? To me, it looks like a cross. Huh. Oh, when did they become part of the Godhead? I thought it was Father, Son, Holy Ghost, not Jehovah, Queen Bee, and the cross. And they all hugged up and looking at it as if, you know, how wonderful we are. Amen? As we got our cross. And before you say, oh, well, Brian, that wasn't really a cross. That's just the way you want to look at that because you're trying to criticize them. That was just the first cross. Throughout the entire show, there were crosses of various size. Some of the crosses looked like they had blood coming off of them, and some of the crosses um, had flames surrounding them. So that was only one of many crosses in the show. So in case you thought maybe that was a cross, but you weren't sure, by the time the show was over, you were sure it was cross because that's only one of the ones that were throughout the entire performance. Crosses, crosses everywhere. Like I said, crosses in blood, crosses with flames surrounding them, crosses, crosses, and more crosses. And the last time I checked, the cross is associated with salvation. So if you're not at a concert where you're showing crosses to glorify Jesus Christ, you are erecting yourself as your own Godhead, putting crosses everywhere. You're giving glory to something. And if you ain't singing about Jesus and God and, and, and the Holy Spirit, and that's another thing I'm going to deal with, what are you glorifying with your cross except for the God of self who happens to be hugged up in front of their personal shrine, in front of their admiring fans? Amen? And then he makes a statement. All I need in this life of sin is not Jesus Christ. As long as me, I, I got me and my boo. we cool. I don't need nothing else. You know, I got billions of dollars. I got a fine honey on my arm. I don't need nothing else in this life of sin. Once again, getting back to the gospel. The gospel of God, every knee shall bow, every tongue shall confess it. Jesus Christ is Lord. Each one of us is born of sin. There is no one good, none, no, not one. We have to repent of our sins and through the blood of Jesus get salvation. But the gospel of Jay-Z says, do what thou wilt. He went Old Testament on this picture. Do what thou wilt. Jehovah says, under my kingdom and my glory, everything's cool. Send me my money, my offerings, and concert tickets, and in album sales, and in musical downloads. And then, do as thou wilt. As long as my bank account and pockets are lined. Do what thou wilt. So before we could have said, oh, well, he ain't saying anything that could be spiritual in nature. Right here we see it openly. Matter of fact, it's old English like the Bible. Do what thou wilt. He went biblical on us. (laughs) Romans 6.23 Let's see what the word says. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. Through who? Jesus Christ, our Lord. So who are you to say do what thou wilt and who are you to have not just one, but multiple crosses in your show. The Word of God says the wages of sin is death. But God has given you a gift, Jesus Christ, that will grant you eternal salvation. So the, the answer to life's riddle is not that you're good and everything's okay in this life of sin as long as you've got you and your significant other. The Word tells you you need Jesus Christ. Amen? John 14, 1 through 6. Let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. And whither I go, ye know, and the way you know. Thomas saith unto him, Lord, We know not whither thou goest, and how can we know the way? Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. And the cross serves as the beacon that leads mankind. Amen. Yes, there's been a lot of people over the generations that have died on cross. but. The universal cross as we know it, the first thing that comes to mind when you see a cross, you automatically think about the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. But they have twisted it. They now say that in our concert, we can glorify ourselves and have all people shouting and yelling and chanting and applauding us while we have a cross there. So they are opening, defying God and trying to turn the precious cross of Jesus Christ over to them. Despicable. Despicable. And Christians just, as soon as the album drops... Morons, fools, you should be ashamed of yourselves. I'm just talking general, I ain't talking. <laughs> just running out there, bunch of idiots, spending your good hard-earned money. Money that could go into somebody that in, in, needs to be um, taken to safety, to a safe house, or free from a life of slavery. Wells dug, medicines, Education. And you took your God-given money, and you put it into that. Then we say, oh, well, God, why am I not blessed financially? Ask your God to bless you. Have your God bless you. You gave him your money. Tell him to bless you. The next time you're at the altar of his concert, praising him or her, tell them to bless you. See, me and my God are good. Amen? I go through trials and tribulations. I go through stuff. And sometimes Pam and I have been back to such a corner, we can't get out. But we know. People let me tell you about my best friend. He's going to get me out sooner or later. (laughs) He's going to do it for me. See, I know my God is true because I don't know any other God I've ever gone to. And I never deliberately worship any other thing other than the Son. But I'm saying, even when I was unsaved, I could only trust certain things with certain aspects of my life. But when I came to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ, all roads go back to him. And how dare anybody use a cross if it's not in the glorification of Jesus Christ? How dare they? Amen? Hallelujah. So Jesus says, I am the way and the truth and the life. That cross is pointing to him. All I need in this life is sin is me and my girlfriend. Philippians 2, 5-11, let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus, who being formed in the, found in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, took upon himself the form of a servant, and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. This is what our precious Savior did. He could have come down this earth, and he could have been a demigod. As he walked the supernatural power. He could have come right in, and probably by the time he was uh, knowledgeable of the word of God as a seven-year-old, he could have started casting out demons, healing people, and he could say, you know what, I'm setting up, I'm taking over the Roman Empire. I am emperor of the world. He could have done that in the power that God had released to him. But because he was humble, he didn't go around professing, I am this, I am that. Matter of fact, when he was getting near his execution, they, they kept asking, well, who are you? He like... Weren't you going to defend yourself? The only time he said something was when he said something in response that got him closer to the cross. Instead of, oh, look at me and all my people and I'm H to the S-O-V to the bragging. Self-glorification. Amen? (laughs) Amen? Next thing we'll look at, during a concert... Beyonce dances provocatively in various states of undress, even venturing into outfits more suited for those involved in more perverted types of sexuality, where veils, whips, leather, and other dark or erotic clothing or a lack of clothing is worn. She nods her head in agreement as her husband repeatedly calls her a bad B, not Beyonce, instead of my loving wife, Who is the mother of my precious child? He keeps repeatedly saying, "You're a bad bee," and she (laughs) just—not quite the virtuous woman, is it? I know I usually give y'all stuff like this, but I'm keeping it real today, as much as I can. These are the mild. This is the mild pictures. That's mild. I repeat, that's mild. That's not the ones where the, the cheeks are totally out. The mother of your child, the bad bee. What does the word say about how a wife, a mother, should conduct herself? Proverbs thirty-one ten through 12. Who can find a virtuous woman? For a price is far above rubies. The heart of her husband doth safely trust in her, so that he shall have no need of spoil. She would do him good and not evil all the days of her life. We go down further, 22. She maketh herself coverings of tapestry. Her clothing is silk and purple. Her husband is known in the gates when he sitteth among the elders of the land. She maketh fine linen and selleth it, and delivereth girdles unto the merchant. Strength and honor are her clothing. Say it again. Strength and honor are her clothing, and she shall rejoice in time to come. She openeth her mouth with wisdom, and in her tongue is the law of kindness. She looketh well to the ways of her husband, and eateth not the bread of idleness. Her children arise up and call her blessed. Her husband also, and he praiseth her. Many daughters have done virtuously, but thou excellest them all. Favor is deceitful, and beauty is vain. But a woman that feareth the Lord, she shall be praised. Strength and honor are her clothing. Not thongs and veils. Tight leather, twerking. Strength and honor are the clothing of a woman of God that is virtuous. And we see here that her beauty could be vain but if the woman fears the Lord she shall be praised notice she shall be praised not called a bad bee out her name it didn't make it so bad it's one thing for a woman to be called out her name but to sit there yeah I am a bad bee what are you going to say to Blue Ivy she gets older she a junior bad bee when a man talks to her that way is it okay when she sees the videos and, and pictures of mommy when she shortly after she just had her shaking around and gyrating half naked, how's blue ivy gonna feel? <sighs> Next thing, Jay-Z, the miracle worker. Oh yeah, he's doing signs, miracles, and wonders in his shows for the Christians that go to see him. Well, he's just something else. At one point, he says, I had to get off the boat so I could walk on the water. So he walks out, and they have this backdrop that literally makes him look like he's walking on water. And then he walks around for a while, and then all of a sudden, it looks like it's the parting of the Red Sea. So you remember what I said before about, oh, he's calling himself the god of the rappers, but, oh, well, Brian, you're just being too much of a stickler to words. He's not really trying to seek any kind of glory. Oh, Oh, yes, he is. He's walking on water. He's parting the Red Sea. Isn't it funny how people who don't serve God somehow are inspired to use biblical examples? And I'm going to tell you here today it's not by coincidence. <laughs> in the book of Luke, chapter 4, the devil goes to, to Jesus and he tempts him with multiple things. And one of the things he tempts him in, he shows him all the, kings in the kingdoms of the world. And he says, if you will bow down to me, I will give you all these things. So you imagine, he, saw, he showed Jesus, you know, all of Rome and all the treasury with all the gold and the silver and the different things. And he showed him different things that had come in past times and things that were out of his region. He said, Jesus, if you will bow down and worship me, I will give you all these things. And Jesus said, told him no, according to the word of God. He rebuked him. Imagine the same Satan coming in. To JC, he says, hey, if you bow down and worship me and promote me via your music, I will give you all the kingdom of this world. Amen? How does a drug-dealing rapper become a multi-billionaire? Hmm. Hmm. What is the fate of most rappers and drug dealers? Either broke, in jail, dead. You bow down to me, I'll give you all the kingdoms of this world. And I'll give you a beautiful queen to be at your side. Look where he is. Whew. Performing miracles for his audiences. Him and his boy Jesus. Walking around with halos, now walking on water, and even dividing the water. So powerful he probably doesn't have to need the rod like Moses. Just walks. And the water bends to his will and his godhood. So it's now going beyond, oh, Brian, you're being too nitpicky. He's not trying to glorify himself in comparison to God. To now, he is parting water, supposedly, like, like God as he walks on it. Proverbs sixteen eighteen: Pride goeth before destruction, and an haughty spirit before a fall. Yeah, we may not necessarily see a fall <laughs> anywhere near you know what we would experience on his worst broke his day he's gonna have more money than everybody in this room times a thousand so we may not ever see the fall you know let's say he owes a billion dollars he lose half he still has more money than all of us will ever think of having but at the end of the at, at the end of all things A man still has to stand before God, the awesome judge. Amen. So we may not see the fall in our lifetime. And I truly pray. I mean, get this more than anything. Even though I'm talking about this, once again, it's not about them. It's about the spirit that's driving them and how it's inspiring the next set of artists that are coming up to do the same and to mesmerize all of us so it's not against them. You know, I pray the love of God and the revelation that Jesus Christ will come and visit both of them and save their souls, amen? So please do not take this as, as I'm judging them and I'm saying they deserve hellfire. That is not any way, shape, or form. If I saw the guy on the street, I would try to minister to him. I'd throw my arms around him, you know? And even if, quite frankly, if I didn't get to minister to him, if I just saw him and we were in a situation where we could talk, I'd be, yo, man, what's up? You know? I wouldn't say I love your music, but be like, try to plant a little seed. <laughs> Amen? But we still have to expose what people are about. And like I said, it's not just attacking them. It's about the spirit behind them and all the people that are coming up in their footsteps. Amen? You notice in, in Hollywood and in the an entertainment world, people mimic those that came before them because they're trying to get to the same level of stature, fame, and fortune. So with them being at the height, many people are going to follow them. Proverbs 18, 11, and 12, the rich man's wealth is his strong city and as a high wall in his own seat, conceit. Before destruction, the heart of man is haughty, and before honor is humility. So sometimes, you know, it might take a little bit of destruction in your life to bring you down. Like I said, I, I pray that it doesn't come to the point that it costs him his life or he has a disease or some kind of tragedy comes in the family. I, I don't pray that he goes broke. I pray that he gets to a place in his life where he just settles down a bit and say, you know what, I need to repent for some stuff. <laughs> I need to remember what grandmama used to pray over me. <laughs> you know, I need to get back to some of that stuff. And, and maybe he never had that. That could be part of the problem lord sends somebody into his life that introduces him to that that he would bend his knee hey you know if he lives to be 80 years old and he gets saved at 60 let him look back and say man i did some crazy stuff in my 30s and 40s god thank you for saving my life that's what i pray for him i hope it sooner but at the end of the day i hope it comes before a fall but the word here says you know a man's wealth can be his strong city. I have all this wealth surrounding me. I'm in need of nothing. I don't need a savior. I'm saving my own life. And it says that uh, your conceit can be a high wall surrounding you. It's like a fortress. In other words, it's very hard sometimes to penetrate that and reach the heart of an individual for Christ. But unfortunately, it says that in the heart of a man that is ha- haughty, sometimes destruction has to come to bring him down to the place of humility. I pray that it doesn't come to that, but I also do pray that if it does take that to save his eternal soul, let it happen. It's better to make heaven, you know, broke or broken in the body than to make hell wealthy and surrounded by everything you could ever need and me and my girlfriend. And you know, I pray to you, know, you need to, you and your girlfriend, <laughs> now wife, need to find Jesus because man imagine if the Lord got a hold of their hearts and they start turning some of those things around the charitable work boy they do some damage to the kingdom of darkness say so man so I pray they come into a revelation of the truth Obadiah 1 3 and 4 the pride of thine heart hath deceived thee thou that dwellest in the clefts of the rock whose habitation is high that saith in his heart who shall bring me down to the ground Though thou shalt exalt thyself as the eagle, and though thou set thy nest among the stars, thence will I bring thee down, saith the Lord. See, if you're in a place that nobody else can bring you down, and you look around everywhere and, man, I'm just so wonderful, I'm on the mountaintop, nobody can take me down, sometimes God says, I myself will come in and bring you down. But thank God he loves us enough that if he has to... He would do it. Amen. Praise the Lord. All right, so we looked at Jay-Z, the miracle performer. Now let's look at who runs the world. Who runs the world? Girls, girl run the world. Girl I hear I hear some of them. I don't listen to secular radio that much, but I hear stuff here and there. Sometimes I'm gonna check in the stuff because I don't want to be totally foreign to stuff. You can't minister to somebody you never look at stuff or listen to stuff. So I'll check this stuff out now. Who runs the world? But here's the thing about who runs the world. Beyoncé just can't seem to make up her mind. With Destiny's Child, she's talking about being independent and paying your own bills and being a woman out there handling your own stuff and not needing a man. Then she states that girls run the world then she turns around and says to the same women that she empowered about being independent and running the world, she turns back to the same women and says, bow down, bees, because I'm the queen bee. Wait a minute, you just picked us up. Now you tell me to bow down? <laughs> I didn't make this up. <laughs> but then after she tells the same women she empowered to come up, be independent, you know, I paid my bills, paid my bills, you ain't paying my bills, whatever that song was. Um, <laughs> after she done told you to pay your bills, don't need a man, got you up, running the world, then she says, oh, after you run the world, bow down, B. This is okay, she switched gears. I'm not coming up, I'm not being independent, I got to bow down, at least to Beyonce. But then she comes back, you're flawless. Wait a minute, which one am I? I just can't keep it straight. Am I independent, empowered, running the world? Or do I need to bow down? Or do I need to switch back to flawless? Do I have to have some kind of schedule to make me go back and forth on a daily basis? I don't know quite what to do. Amen? <laughs> Psalm 50, verses 7 through 12 says, Hear, O my people, and I will speak. O Israel, and I will testify against thee. I am God, even thy God. I will not reprove thee for thy sacrifices or thy burnt offerings to have been continually before me. I will take no bullock out of thy house, nor he goats out of thy folds. For every beast of the forest is mine, and the cattle upon a thousand hills. I know all the fowls of the mountains, and the wild beasts of the field are mine. If I were hungry, I would not tell thee, for the world is mine, and the fullness thereof. So who runs the world? It ain't girls' girls. It's God, Jehovah, the awesome and mighty God. He's the one that runs the world. Amen? And as it relates to her going from telling you to be empowered and rise up to now, bow down bees and then you're flawless, this is what God tells us about bending the knee. Philippians 2, 5 through 11, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, But made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore God also hath highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name. That that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth. And that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father. So that's who you bend your knees to. Amen? Or that's who you will be bowing your knee to. So for somebody to talk about bow down, you know what? Who runs the world? He is the one. According to the word of God and according to what we know to be true, he is the one who runs everything and he's the only one, amen, that people need to bow down to. Now one of the things that also, I saw a reporter said that during a concert, at least 22 F-bombs, 17 mother F-bombs, and 22 uses of God's name in vain were yelled out to the audience. But here's the thing. It was not Jay-Z, the rapper. It was Beyonce. Wow. <sighs> what does God say about our communication? Ephesians 4:29 and 30. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that may minister grace unto the hearers. And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby ye are sealed unto the day of redemption. So he tells us not to use corrupt communication. And like I said, we'd only see corrupt communication in actual profanity, not only used by the rapper Jay-Z, but also by her. But then, like I said, the whole concept of people being a bad bee or bow down bees and stuff like that. Just all this stuff coming out being profane. Amen? And it's a shame for us as believers to be running up after this stuff. And like I said, it's not so much about them, but it's just the whole gamut of things and how one superstar reaching the pinnacle now inspires other people. We even see that, you know, in, in sports where one player becomes a superstar, plays a certain way. Everybody tries to mimic how this person plays. So it's not just the initial person, but it's also all those that they inspire. And like I said, going to the point of not only profane thing but using imagery of the cross and bleeding crosses and crosses surrounded with fire and then pronouncing yourself as hova jehovah and being partnered with a guy that calls himself jesus christ just all that stuff you know basically uh shaking your fist at god and promoting something that is false and there's a lot of power that is associated with our tongues we have to be careful about that we see here in the book of james chapter three Verses 1 through 8 says, My brethren, be not many masters, knowing that we shall receive the greater condemnation. For in many things we offend all. If any man offend not in word, the same is a perfect man, and able also to bridle the whole body. Behold, we put bits in the horses' mouths that they may obey us, and we turn about their whole body. Behold also the ships, which though they be so great, are driven of fierce winds. Yet are they turned about with a very small helm, whithersoever the governor listeth. Even so, the tongue is a little member, and boasteth great things. Behold, how great a matter a little fire kindleth. And the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. So is the tongue among our members, that it defileth the whole body, and setteth on fire the course of nature, and it is set on fire of hell. For every kind of beast, and of birds, and of serpents, and of things in the sea is tamed, and hath been tamed of mankind. But the tongue can no man tame; it is an unruly, unruly evil, full of deadly poison. So we have to be very careful about our mouths and how we're using them. As we see here, you may say, "Oh, it's just my attitude, or my mindset, or my beliefs, or I had a bad day." We see here that the Book of James is saying that the tongue is set on fire of hell. Amen. So people are saying stuff, and here's the thing. Not only are you speaking out of the abundance of your heart, but now as you're spreading that stuff out in your professions of your faith and your music, and it's going out in the prince of the, uh, with the prince of the power of the air, it is inspiring people to take on either the mindset or the spirituality of those who they admire who are professing it. Amen? And that kind of get, gets me to my final point. That the spirit of Antichrist is associated with a lot of stuff that was going on on that tour. Amen. And it's like not just them, it's in, just in general with a lot of these records and what people are professing. Um, this is crazy. The words Lucifer, dawn of the morning, were randomly blared out of the sound speaker throughout the entire concert, even though he didn't perform a song he has called Lucifer. And the song talks about him chasing Lucifer out of the earth. It mentions uh, twisted references to Jesus using holy water, and even talks about the Holy Ghost. And Christians buying up the tickets and, and sitting there. And this reporter was a Christian person that said, like, they didn't buy the thing. They, they won the tickets, and they didn't want to go, but then talked to the pastor, and the pastor was like, well, you know, you should go. And then the person said, as soon as they got there, they just felt darkness. And uh, he's not only the, the professions and the crosses and the darkness and the walking on the water and the parting of the sea and all these different things that were going on during his tour, but just an air of darkness, amen? Then you got Jay-Z yelling out, who's my weed smokers, which is an act of rebellion. You know, marijuana is still illegal in most places, and it also alters the brain and it opens you up to be receptive to different spiritual influences. So here you are, he's encouraged you to smoke weed, you're surrounded in darkness, you got crosses all over the place, some in blood, some surrounded by fire, and then you got J, huge cross in the middle of B, and they're standing in front like their church is glorifying them, and you got Lucifer, dawn of the morning, randomly. Randomly coming out across the spirits, the speakers. So the thing is, if this person heard them saying this on a, a few occasions randomly, how many times did they blare that phrase and you're so caught up and gyrating on the stage or singing or posturing that you didn't even hear it, but it got in your ear gates? They knew what they were doing. They had to know what they were doing. They couldn't just randomly pump that phrase out there to the audience over and over again in a random sequence that nobody can say, oh, it comes every five minutes. But they had to know when we we're going to make that phrase come out. And in case you still think, oh, well, Brian, I'm not sh- still not quite feeling it. At the concert that this reporter's out at that night, he did a song called Church in the Wild, in which he said, he boasts, what's a king to a God? What's a God to a non-believer? And then he followed it with Jesus was a carpenter, Jesus laid the beat, Hover flow the Holy Ghost, get the blank up out your seats. Y'all, did y'all hear that? Everybody heard it? All right. So he talked about, he put Jesus is just a carpenter. His boy Jesus elevated. Did he call himself Hova? and then had the nerve talking about he's flowing in the Holy Ghost where you got all this darkness going on Beyonce got veils across her face leather thong outfits they got outfits this one sequence where all the girls got their cheeks out gyrating and twerking all over the place and you got crosses up there at that stage while they're doing it and smoke and fog and telling people to smoke herb all kinds of stuff dark and demonic going on amen what does the word say? First John four one through three Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits whether they are of God, because many false prophets are going out into the world. Hereby know ye the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesseth that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is of God, and every spirit that confesseth not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is not of God. And this is that spirit of Antichrist, whereof ye have heard that it should come, and even now already is it in the world. That's definitely the spirit of Antichrist. Jesus is just a carpenter. But me and my boy, and I'm H to the Izo, V to the Iza, Hova. So they just put their whole spin on their godhood. Amen? So what may have seemed to be coincidental or a stretch, or I'm just trying to nitpick, there were direct references and statements made in which they glorified themselves. Amen. Direct. Where they specifically said Jesus, where they said the Holy Ghost, where they had God's imagery, which is so precious to us of the cross, used for their purposes. Amen. And the word, the phrase false prophets here is religious impostors. Spurious, that means somebody who is not what they appear to be, speaker or foreteller. They're promoting a religion and a gospel. It just wasn't the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen? Matthew 7, 15 through 23 says, Beware of false prophets, which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravening wolves. You shall know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes of thorns or figs of thistles? Even so, every good tree bringeth forth good fruit, but a corrupt tree bringeth forth evil fruit. A good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit, neither can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. Every tree that bringeth forth not forth good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire. Wherefore, by their fruits ye shall know them. Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, Have we not prophesied in thy names, and in thy name have cast out devils, and in thy name have done many marvelous or wonderful works? And then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. So here we see that people might be packaged a certain way, but if what they're promoting, even though they're not saying we're preachers of the word of God, anybody who has an audience of a certain level that is promoting a sense, a religion, a philosophy, a way of thinking or behavior, they are, in a sense, not the prophet like in the old Bible with supernatural gifts uh, given by God, but they are a prophet in the sense that they are speaking forth a revelation unto you that you're supposed to take in, absorb, and now make a part of your life. Amen? And we see here that either you're speaking under the spirit and inspiration of God, which leads people to salvation through Christ, or you're speaking something that is leading them astray. And when you have somebody that's proclaiming himself as having a type of godhood, and then he's doing the imagery of crosses, he's walking on water and splitting a Red Sea, and talking about all we need, you know, in, in this life of sin is me and my girlfriend, and all this other stuff that they're professing. That's a false gospel. Amen? Because how many people trying to be like him, And his wife are going to go out and do some of those same things. How many women are going to go out after hearing her go from, be independent, you're beautiful, you're flawless and all these things. How many women are going to go out at that show and now when they see the girlfriend, bow down, B. My role model told me to tell you to bow down. It's inspiring something, people. It's inspiring something. Amen. Last verse. Deuteronomy 13, 1 through 11. If there arise among you a prophet or a dreamer of dreams and giveth thee a sign or a wonder, and the sign or the wonder come to pass, whereof he spake unto thee, saying, Let us go after other gods, which thou hast not known, and let us serve them. Thou shalt not hearken unto the words of that prophet or that dreamer of dreams. For the Lord your God proveth to you to know whether you love or the Lord your God, with all your heart and with all your soul. Ye shall walk after the Lord your God and fear him and keep his commandments and obey his voice. And ye shall serve him and cleave unto him. And that prophet or that dreamer of dreams shall be put to death because he hath spoken to turn you away from the Lord your God, which brought you out of the land of Egypt and redeemed you out of the house of bondage to thrust thee out of the way which the Lord thy God commanded thee to walk in so shalt thou put the evil away from the midst of thee. If thy brother, the son of thy mother, or thy son, or thy daughter, or the wife of thy bosom, or thy friend, which is as thine own soul, entice thee secretly, saying, Let us go and serve other gods, which thou hast not known, thou nor thy fathers, namely of the gods of the people which are around about you, nigh unto thee, or far off from thee, from the one end of the earth, even to the other end of the earth, Thou shalt not consent unto him, nor hearken unto him, neither shall thine eye pity him, neither shall thou spare, neither shall thou conceal him. But thou shalt surely kill him, thine hand shall be first upon him to put him to death, and afterwards the hand of all the people. And thou shalt stone him with stones that he die, because he hath sought to trust thee away from the Lord thy God which brought thee out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage. And all Israel shall hear and fear and shall do no more any such wickedness as this among you. So uh, contrary to this day and age where, you know, I've seen people with the debates when, you know, the, the, the last albums came out and then, you know, with... Kanye calling himself Jesus, and in the tour he's coming out with robes on and they got a glow around him and people are oh man it's just show it's just entertainment but the thing is if you're a child of God you should be offended by that amen how can you be going and not only not be offended but like okay well just because I like the music I'm going to buy the music and I'm going to buy tickets to to the show when they're basically taking what is beautiful and holy and reverent to us and making it part of, of a show. And, and here's the thing. They come out of the shows, and sometimes they pray before the show, and they pray at the end of the show, thank you, God, for that performance. You just defied him. <laughs> you just desecrated his cross. <laughs> you did false signs and wonders, and you said stuff, you know, like I said, like, do as thou wilt, saying it in a biblical fashion in Old Testament English to go out and sin, you know, and all I need in this life is sin is me and my girlfriend. You said stuff that is contrary to the word. You went totally against the principles of God instead of seeing your, the, your wife and the mother of your child as a virtuous woman is calling her a bad bee while she's nodding her head half naked. But yet, as believers, we just chase after them, flock to them, and God help any one of us that chooses to criticize them. Oh, boy, man, you, you put a, I guarantee you, i put it to the test. Put a post out on Facebook saying that, oh, you, you think it's ungodly what they did in that show or the, or the things they profess in those videos. I saw when the album first came out. There's a couple people said, man, I, I remember when the, the album first came out and they saw the videos, they were like, man, um, she got a little stream of some of them lyrics in that video. And there's all those other people, I want you to just leave her alone. It's just entertainment. You, you got to wonder, if you can't criticize or say a word against somebody, that's a religion, man. <laughs> I remember sometimes people say something, maybe not so much today, they'll say something about Justin Bieber and them, them Bieberites or whatever they call them. They, they, I mean, one person says something on a Twitter and another um, entertainment, say something, entertainer says something about Justin Bieber. Next you know, his Twitter feed was full of people not only criticizing him, telling him nothing, but talking about you can kill yourself or I'll come kill you. Man, that's a God to you when they can't even say a word of criticism or constructive criticism. Amen? So like I said, um, I'm not anti them. I'm not praying and cursing them. I don't want any harm to come to them. But as I read this article and I'd already seen different things associated with the latest albums and, and videos. I, I'm going to be honest. I haven't read, I haven't listened to the, the albums. I might have heard a little soundbite here or there, and I might have read an article that talked about it, and when the videos first came out for Beyonce's first one, they had this page with like probably 20 video clips, and I didn't even watch the videos. I just went down and read the captions of what each video was about, and I'm like, whoa. I said, she went way out in left field. So as I said, though, it's not so much about them as individuals. It's about the fact that they're at the top of the totem pole. And everybody is going to to try to make themselves famous and rich, it's going to follow after that same pattern. And once again, that's not a coincidence. That's really the model that God intended for the church. Jesus had his disciples, they stayed by his side, he mentored them, and then they were called to go out and and preach the gospel as he trained them then they would train different people they will come up and really it's the pattern that we do here at eagle eye ministries i try to minister and mentor people so that at some point they can launch out on their own and do it according to the same um theological accuracy they may not do the same exact modus operandi they might tweak it for their own taste but it's basically a process of duplication so the same way Knowingly or unknowingly, they're not only going to spawn off imitators that do the same stuff, but when you look at the essence of what they're professing and how now they're starting to put so much spiritual and biblical stuff into it, but also twisting it to point at themselves, that's what makes it dangerous. And it's all the more dangerous when you've got believers that are blindly going in and following them, and I don't see what the problem is, and here they are Lucifer, dawn in the morning. Lucifer, dawn in the morning. All these different ungodly principles. And don't tell me you can't be blasting that jamming as you're going down the street and in your room or you got your earphones on and some of that stuff is starting to penetrate your mind, your heart, and your spirit. Amen? So we got to be watchful. Hallelujah. So that's it for today. Amen? Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. That's right. Oh, I forgot. They, I forgot. They actually have a church of Beyonce. Like they've declared it religion. I forgot all about that. There's a. Tr- there literally is a church of Beyonce now. Right. Yeah. You know. I'm glad you mentioned that. But I did read an article months ago. There is, you know, a church of Beyonce, and they, they, I forget what they call themselves. Um, but basically it's kind of like they consider it like their own religion. Like years ago, Star Trek fans, um, they, they, they took the Klingon characters and they actually made a true Klingon language, which now they have full references and people are fluent in the Klingon, Klingon um, language. So these people basically took the Bay, um, bay I think it's called, they call it Bayism. I think they call it Bayism. And they actually consider that a religion and they, they worship her. So, and yeah, I'm not going to say it's her fault they're doing it, but it doesn't help when she's got crosses and stuff at her shows and the stuff that her and her husband are proclaiming at those shows and the false signs and wonders that are associated with the shows. So anyway, um, praise the Lord. We just need to be alert that this stuff is out there. Like I said, I'm not trying to say don't listen to any music, don't watch any TV. I'm just saying, like, we need to be more careful about what we're watching and what we're ingesting and the messages that are underneath those things. Amen? And see, there's even times where you can hear something or see something, and we can't always be away from stuff. We're in school. We're in businesses. There's going to be stuff that's coming on around us that we can't avoid. But in the midst of hearing it or being exposed to it, you'd be like, uh-uh. you ain't got to sit there and fight all the time. But in your spirit, be like, I ain't receiving that. Uh-uh, in the name of Jesus. You know, I am just me doing martial arts. Some people do a spiritual aspect to the martial arts. I was like, no, I ain't have no part of that. And I had my teacher, when I did Taekwondo, I went into him and I told him, I said, look. I said, um, my only concern about starting to do this is that I, I'm not going to do any um, Eastern religion or philosophies or meditation and things like that. He said, man, I'm, a, I'm an Italian and a Catholic. So he said, I ain't going to say I'm the best one. He said, but my family, you know, we, we worship God. So I was like, all right. But then sometimes he have teachers come in, and he had this one guy that came in that was spiritual about it. So before this one class, he's like, all right, everybody close your eyes and meditate. I was like, in the name of Jesus, I praise you, Lord. Y'all can, y'all, can, y'all can call out the Buddha or whoever, like, <laughs> over here in Jesus' name, and I praise you, Jesus, and let this man come to know you while he talking about all this meditation. <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> See, we ain't got to, we ain't got to, huh, in the name of Jesus, I ain't going to do that. No, just, you ain't got to fight all the time. And there are times you, you do fight. But sometimes you be like, he means well, in the name of Jesus, blah, blah, blah. You know, when I went my pre-surgery class with a nurse, she handed out these um, meditational DVDs with music and peaceful thoughts and you know, stuff like that. She handed out, like, I ain't receiving that nonsense. The devil is a liar. I worship Jesus. No, I was like, oh, thank you. Then I got home, followed it. See, we ain't always got to be all abrasive, you know. And I knew she meant well. I was like, God, I love her. You know, praise the Lord. <laughs> so anyway, um, same with them, too. I ain't telling nobody to go out and hate Jay-Z and Beyonce. I'm saying let's pray for them, that they come to the truth. Let's pray that the, that uh, satanic inspiration behind some of the stuff going on in their tour, which even may be lead, help lead to some of the rumors that they're going to be kaput when the tour ends, you know, some of that deviltry going on in them spirits probably causing them marital problems. So let's just pray for them. That's all we do. Just pray for them. Amen. Hallelujah. So it's not about hating them. It's about exposing the false gospel behind some of the stuff that they're doing hallelujah let's all rise amen thank you jesus thank you jesus hallelujah you know i i heard a couple of jay-z beyonce songs like, shoot man that's a good song but when they talk some nonsense right, i'm turning that one off amen <laughs> so sometimes you can pick and choose with somebody sometimes you ain't know it i gotta cut you off completely but there's something like, you know, your older stuff was like cleaner. All right, I listen to that. But that new stuff, shaking and gyrating and Jesus, and, and nah, none of that. Amen? Hallelujah. Heavenly Father, in the precious name of Jesus, we praise and thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. You'd be glorified in our lives. And Father, even as I tugg- uh, um, dealt with the subject today um, that many would be shocked by or some people would even say, how dare you criticize people I admire so much. We just praise and thank you, Father, that, hallelujah, once again, it's not about attacking any individuals. It's about the spirit behind what they're promoting and professing. Father, even in, in their professions, Father, it's done out of ignorance to the truth. is as a result of being deceived. It may be as a result of certain things that they've encountered in their um Earlier years that have led them astray from you, so we just praise and thank you right now, Father, that you would minister to them, pour out your salvation upon them, give them peace, and most of all, send people into their life or by your Spirit speak to them and bring them to the place that they would bend their knees and repent and cry out to you as Lord and Savior. And Father, it's not even about them if they get saved, coming back and repenting openly and publicly for the error of their ways and Lord, it's just about them coming to the place where not only would they be rich as they currently are in this temporal world, but they, they, they would be rich when their earthly body perishes, Father, rich in those things that are eternal. So we just praise and thank you, Father, for them. We praise you, Father, that you would touch the hearts of all those that have been under the influence, hallelujah, of the things that they have unknowingly preached, Father, that if they come out of a Christian home, that, Father, even though they may go and enjoy the music, they would still know, Father, the things that are errant to your word, and they would not start to take on the influences and the spirit behind those things, but they would stay true to your word. And Father, you would show them, hallelujah, whether or not they need to abstain from those um, uh, entertainers, not just Jay-Z and Beyonce, but any other ones that are out there. If it would um, also tie into the movies that they watch, the shows on TV, uh, Some of the books they read, I know there's so much stuff going on now with vampires and witches and zombies. That's the hot thing right now. So we just praise and thank you, Father, that the spirit of truth, Father, will touch, hallelujah, the hearts and minds of your people. And that you will keep us free from bondage, free from ungodly influences, and free to minister to those, Father, who are um, out there that don't know you as Lord and Savior. We just thank and praise your Father for that. We praise your Father once again for those who we lifted up for physical healing uh aunt nay we praise you for the testimony of successful surgery and continue to praise you to touch her holly from the top of her head to the soles of her feet that the testimony of her life will continue to bless others we praise you father um even as miss carol asked that um my um niece courtney will continue to heal um you've done such a great work in her but continue that work and enable her to excel as a teacher in the classroom we praise you, thank you father for um Hallelujah, James. Touch him, Father. Continue to mend his body from the cancer treatments, Lord, and make sure that you would purge every trace of cancer out of his body that would not come back ever again. We praise you, thank you, Father, for, for that. We thank you, Father, for Brittany. Hallelujah, that you would touch her. Most of all, just touch her soul, Father. Um, as we get closer to November first, that you would come. She would come to know you as her personal Lord and Savior. And Father, if you, you're not going to supernaturally heal her. Father, which we know you can do, we ask that instead of her being able to take the medicine to take her own life, that instead you would enable her to celebrate her husband's birthday on October 30th, which is her heart's desire. And then when she goes to sleep that night, just usher her into eternity so that the pills aren't used. We just praise you. We thank you for your method of healing father to give you eternal life we praise you for her mother her mother to give her peace as well as she said that you know i saw in an interview how heartbroken she is we ask you to minister salvation to her as well if she doesn't know you and we just thank you father for our upcoming week that you continue to keep your hands around us for divine safety that you continue to fortify us and strengthen us Give us peace and productivity. Lord, those of us who are seeking new opportunities, bless us, Father, to have divine favor and a sight, Halea, of those who make the decisions in those, those um, um, situations. And we praise you, Father, for these things. In the name of Jesus, we pray, amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus.